Welcome to the State Support Team 11 podcast. I'm your host, Eric Neal. Today we are joined by Jessica Weithman, Pre-Apprenticeship Coordinator at the Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio. Welcome, Jessica. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do at the Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio? Yeah, so um, I've been a high school counselor for the last 10 years. And, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of the social emotional things I helped students and families work through. I liked the graduation and academic planning. But what I really tended to gravitate towards and really enjoyed was helping students on like their career pathway stuff um, or, you know, thinking about the careers that they could get into after they graduated, you know, how their strengths could align with with that career. And in the last few years in education, I was a career pathways coordinator, which really focused on uh, career development and work-based learning. And it was in that space that I really started to learn a lot about apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships. So when the opportunity came open for my current role as a pre-apprenticeship coordinator for the Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio, I, I took it. And it's really because I see the true, you know, benefit and value in the pathway and this, this strategy for developing our future workforce. So my current position comes from um, the apprenticeship expansion grant where the primary goals are to you know, enhance the ability of lo local workforce board areas to serve as hubs for pre-apprenticeship. And so we're one of six around the state of Ohio, um, but we're the hub for area 11. and. Uh, so we are the Central Ohio Pre-Apprenticeship Hub, which is operated uh, by myself and my colleague, Kelly Wallace, um, in partnership with the Educational Service Center of Central Ohio. Um, so in addition to creating the hubs, we are, you know, we, we are strengthening relationships within the community with employers and educational institutions to create ongoing sustainable pre-apprenticeship programs and the true pathway for pre-apprenticeship into registered apprenticeship programs. That's great. Can you uh, tell me more about the hub and how it provides funding to create and start up programs? Yeah, so the hub, which again is just my myself and Kelly, um, you know, we provide consultation services to organizations who might be exploring how apprenticeship and pre-apprenticeship could fit into their business or school. Um, we will help them, uh, you know, connect the pre-apprenticeship program to a registered apprenticeship program. But the, the most appealing thing or what people mostly want to tap into is that funding stream. And those funds really cover the startup costs for their program. So funding could cover, you know, books and educational materials. They could, it could cover uniforms, tools, equipment, uh, tuition, wages, stipends. So even if, for example, a school identified a teacher who was willing to provide or facilitate the related instruction for the pre-apprenticeship um, and they needed maybe some additional education for themselves, we could help fund 
um, or cover the cost of that education for them, or even just if there's a cost associated with curriculum or instruction design. Um, or for businesses and schools, if they want to access funding for marketing materials for the program. So there's a lot of different ways that we can use the funding. Um, but the, the main goal or one of the primary goals is really strengthening the matriculation of the pre-apprentice to the registered apprenticeship program. And one way we're being creative and using the funding to do that is for like incentive bonuses. So if you have a pre-apprentice who, you know, wants to enroll into the registered apprenticeship program, you know, there's that incentive bonus there to do that. Um, but ultimately it's about creating those ongoing sustainable pre-apprenticeship programs and the pathway to the, the RAP, the registered apprenticeship program. It sounds like there's a, a lot that goes into this. What are some of the distinctions between just a company-sponsored apprenticeship program and a registered apprenticeship program? Yeah, this is always an important distinction to make because there are a lot of apprenticeship programs marketed to job seekers and to students. Um, and some of them are very, very good. Uh, don't get me wrong, you know, they have, they have great models, um, but some are actually more of an internship, a mentorship, maybe a co-op than a true registered apprenticeship. So the biggest distinction um, that needs to be clear is that a registered apprenticeship program is a proven model of apprenticeship that's validated by the U.S. Department of Labor or a state apprenticeship agency, which in our case in Ohio is Apprentice Ohio. So with that validation, um, when apprentice, when an apprentice completes their program, they'll earn a nationally recognized portable credential um, in that particular trade. Um, and some other kind of uh, distinctions that need to kind of be made is that, so day one of an apprenticeship they're employed. That person is employed at the company. You know, they're earning a wage while they're learning and training. Um, a registered apprenticeship program requires a, at minimum 2000 hours of OJT, which is approximately a year. And so for every 2000 hours of OJT, there's a required 144 hours of classroom instruction. So, so if the apprenticeship model was 4,000 hours of OJT, then it would require 288 hours of related instruction and so on. So um, those are kind of minimum requirements for them to be a registered apprenticeship program. Uh, have to be at least 16. Um, in some cases, they legally have to be 18, um, but at least 16. And another uh, hallmark for an apprenticeship program is scheduled scaled wage increases for the apprentice. So, um, you know, those, that's a distinction to be, to be made. Um, and, you know, when, when businesses are creating the operating plan well, or schools, when they're creating this operating plan, you know, there's a commitment to the policies and practices that address the selection process and qualifications for the applicant and safety. And it's just, it's in that formalization or that formalized validated learning model 
um, and all those requirements um, and the compliance and monitoring of the apprentices and the program that are the key differences in those two. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's very structured and and lots of things are, are put in place to make sure that they're mm-hmm. being well trained and they're being paid. Yes. You know, what are what are some of the other benefits of a registered apprenticeship program? Um, you know, for for businesses, both pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship allow for the recruiting and developing of a very highly skilled workforce and it's establishing a pipeline for that skilled talent. Um, Apprenticeships also been proven to increase employee retention, um, minimize the liabilities, you know, with the appropriate training that it comes with. It also, um, I read somewhere recently that it was an estimated average of, I think it was a 26% ROI for implementing apprenticeships as a workforce development strategy. So it's a nice return. Um, And I mentioned some of the benefits for the apprentice, you know, that earn while you learn, not going into debt or, you know, while you're learning or without pay while you're training. Um, And that formalized training plan, um, apprentices are always with a highly skilled, knowledgeable, and experienced mentor. And then that, you know, portable national recognized credentials, you know, another benefit to the apprentice. But apprenticeship in general is, it is all about the teacher-learner relationship that happens, you know, in that, like, flow of work. It's So it's not just about, you know, getting advice or some direction or, putting someone through a week-long orientation. And not that any of those are bad necessarily, but apprenticeship is about growing the skills and techniques in others. You know, it's transferring that knowledge and those skills to an apprentice as they move towards independence within the function of their jobs. So, um, yeah, I would say those are, you know, some of the real benefits to registered apprenticeship programs. Yeah, I do a lot of work with uh, Universal Design for Learning, and you know something that you you hear a lot about in that field is the jagged learning profile, right? That every student learns and and uh, you know is is successful in different ways, and you know not every student is cut out for the traditional four year college right sit in classes, write papers type of experience. There's mm-hmm. some people that are are just as uh, talented or just as intelligent that just like to do things in a different way. And it sounds like this is such a great opportunity to be able to find the right fit for you. And uh, it's just so exciting that these things are out there for people in a way that they weren't way back in the old days when I was in school. Right. Uh, yeah. And you're you're absolutely right about that. You know, just the college track isn't for everyone. Um, this is a great alternative to that. And you know, I think historically, when you think about apprenticeships, they've really lived in that kind of construction trades um, space for a really really long time, and it's definitely growing beyond that now um, into lots of all other kind of career clusters or industry sector. Um, so that's exciting to see the growth in that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And definitely. And a lot of these 
these jobs are very high paying jobs. So uh, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. So uh, what does a typical pre-apprenticeship program look like? Um, there are different models for both registered apprenticeship and pre-apprenticeship programs. Um, they can be designed for both youth and adult, but generally a recognized pre-apprenticeship is, it can be a little bit more exploratory in nature or a little bit broader scope of competency. So for example, a pre-apprenticeship program may be designed to explore different skilled trades. So within that, they might be exploring or being exposed to electrical, plumbing, HVAC versus a specific occupation in electrical or plumbing or HVAC, which, and that's kind of the biggest difference between pre-apprenticeship and a uh, registered apprenticeship is that the apprenticeship program is always occupation specific, doesn't always have to be in the pre-apprenticeship side, though it can, um, but generally it's a little, little broader. Um, but pre-apprenticeships still have both the classroom or lab element, um, and they should always have a work-based learning component as well. So, you know, that pre-apprentice is immersed and engaged at the work site and practicing the skills that they're learning in the classroom. But there's no minimum OJT or related instruction associated with the pre-apprenticeship program like it is with the uh, with the RAP. So I have to be 16 unless lawfully they have to be 18. Um, The experiences could be unpaid, but ideally paid. And the recognized pre-apprenticeship has to be, has to be linked to a registered apprenticeship program for it to be recognized um, by um, DOL or by a state agency. But you know how that looks day to day can really vary. So coursework could be delivered by a teacher in the school district, or it could be done by the employer. It could be done at school or at the employer site. The the work-based learning could be, you know, half a day, one day, one day off, you know, one day on kind of rotation or just during the summer. So, I mean, it really depends on just what works best for the employer and the educational institute, which is where their partnership is so critical because in designing this, it it really needs to work for everybody. So um, it can look a lot of different ways. And that's kind of the nice thing about it. It really can fit their organization's needs. So I think that's great because uh, it feels like it gives these students an opportunity to try something out and find out if that's really right for them before they go too far down a path. You know, a lot of times, you know, you register for college maybe, and Mm -hmm. you think I want to do this one thing. And then it's like, well, I've already put all this work in. I don't really want to switch. Or, you know, if you were done with school and going into apprenticeship program, you might think, well, I've invested so much time already into this. This seems like a really good opportunity for you to figure out if this is the right path for you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think the the hands-on piece really does it. So it's not just this theoretical thing that they're learning in the classroom, but to actually experience it, practice it, it gives them a real taste for that career. And if it's something that fits with who they are and what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So we recently celebrated National Apprenticeship Week. 
Can you give an example of a state-recognized pre-apprenticeship? Yeah, so currently in Columbus, we um, are kind of in, in my little area. I, I think we have up to, I think we're up to 25 programs now in 13 participating school districts. So they're, we're growing, it's expanding, but one that kind of comes to mind, and I actually highlighted them um, during National Apprenticeship Week is um, CODA. So the Central Ohio Transit Authority, Columbus's public transit system. Um, they're in partnership with several career tech centers in Central Ohio, um, primarily this cohort's uh, out of Fort Hayes. But, you know, they offer a pre-apprenticeship to registered apprenticeship program for vehicle maintenance. And this is a, um, a senior year program with paid work-based learning opportunities. So they have classroom training, hands-on learning, lab experiences. They have an experienced mentor with them, which ultimately is preparing them to enter into their registered apprenticeship program for automotive or collision technicians. Um, and they're on a they're on a one week on one week off rotation. Um, but this program uh, really wants to like you know Coda des designed this program really wanting to develop skills through training opportunities and providing that pathway to graduation and in, into the apprenticeship program. And, you know, they've just, they've done a great job laying out exactly uh, who's responsible for what, and really in this great partnership with their schools. Um, so for example, you know, CODA is committed to things like providing a safe work environment and giving the school's attendance records and evaluating the student performance, paying the student, uh, paying them for their working hours. Um, and then the school is responsible for, you know, the related instruction piece and uh, having some quarterly observations of the student on site and letters of recommendation for the participants in the program. So they've just, they've really, really done a lot of things right. And I I think one of the biggest keys to their success success is the commitment and efforts in the organizations and, and building that strong partnership, um, but dedicating a team of leaders in their respective organizations to really spearhead the work. And it's, I mean, it's paying off. They're they're doing they're doing a lot of really great things, and they're looking to expand and grow into um, other occupations too. So it's they're they're a really good model um, when you're when we're thinking about pre-apprenticeship programs. Sounds like an exciting opportunity. What is something a business or school should think about or consider when exploring an apprenticeship or pre-apprenticeship program? Uh, you know, so schools spend a lot of time educating kids, obviously. Um, and a pre-apprenticeship program is just a great tool to make that education relevant in the world of work. Um, you know, these programs are more than just career exploration, which, I mean, that's part of it. It's valuable. It's necessary. But, you know, these programs are showing to reduce dropout rates and help fulfill graduation requirements with the 12-point industry credential. They're developing technical skills they're creating a work history and gaining work experience for their resumes. Um, there are opportunities that allowed for paid employment. 
And hopefully that pre-apprenticeship program is leading into full-time employment or, you know, or into the wrap ideally. So those are just, you know, some benefits I think schools should consider. Um, and I mentioned benefits uh, kind of already for the businesses um, to implement an apprenticeship program. But I think in general, they should just consider the fact that, you know, they spend so much time around ensuring the quality behind their products and their services. So the training of their workforce should be given the same amount of time and attention and dedication to quality. And, and in my opinion, an apprenticeship program is the highest quality of training standards out there. So something to consider. Um, I think they also too need to just consider creating the space within their organizations to build these programs and not just physically, but just the time and energy and manpower it does take to really examine, you know, maybe your current process of doing things and what the ultimate goals are and in developing their future workforce. So now all those things just take space to work on them and a really dedicated team of the willing to create and manage the programs. Um, and I mentioned just kind of the best practice of having those strong partnerships with one another. One another, they they really need good communication, trust, accountability of all parties involved, um, you know, to make sure that the apprentices and pre-apprentices apprentices can succeed in the programs. Um, and I'd say probably lastly, the schools and businesses that are, you know, thinking about starting down this path in pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship that like, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. Like it just takes time to develop, but it's nothing that they have to do alone at all. You know, there's so much support locally, regionally, statewide that can be accessed like the central Ohio pre-apprenticeship hub, for example. Um, and I think if they just kind of start small and build from there, they can really create some really powerful, successful uh, programs for, um, you know, students and, and job seekers. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. It, it's it's a commitment, but but there are those supports out there. And I think like you've mentioned, so many benefits that just make it worth it for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we're coming to the end of the episode. If people would like to know more about you and the work that you do, where should they go? So uh, uh, if someone's interested in contacting us or wanting more information, they can visit uh, WDBCO, you know, Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio, WDBCO.org. And under the projects and special initiatives, initiatives section at the top is the Central Ohio Pre-Apprenticeship Hub landing page. So um, if someone's interested in filling out uh, an interest form, you know, giving us some ideas of what they're maybe interested in doing, we could reach out to them if they are interested in accessing funding for pre-apprenticeship. Um, there's also an application on there as well as our, our um, resources and personal contact information if they want to email or call us. Well, that's great. Well, I just want to say thank you again for joining us, Jessica. It, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. I appreciate you having me on.
Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of the State Support Team 11 podcast. If you'd like to know more about us and the work that we do here at SST11, go to our website, sst11.org. Give us a call at 614-753-4694 or hit us up on Twitter. We're at SSTRegion11. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at eric.neal at esccl.org. Until next time, I'm Eric Neal. Thanks for listening.